Hello, welcome and thank you for joining us at Life from the Hive, a place where we discuss early years in education and how we can get the best from both to support all children to have the best start in life. In our last episode, we spoke to Lucy Cowell and we discussed her journey about getting her autistic diagnosis in her early 20s. Today we're speaking to Jane Cowell, Lucy's mum, and we'll be discussing her journey in getting Lucy's diagnosis. Hello and welcome to Live from the Hive. Really excited about our guest, Jane Cowell, our ex-colleague who I really miss. Jane, how are you doing? Hi, Paul. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, all good. Lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome to have you. So, Jane, you were a trainer with us, but now you are a childcare development and business consultant for your local council. I am indeed. (laughs) My current role is I support all different childcare settings in my local authority. So, from childminders through to um, nurseries, out of school provision as well, and um, all sorts of support. So, anything if they just want some help and some advice um, through to helping people set up new childcare provision. So, that's, that's what I do every day. So, Jane, we've obviously got one here because we want to talk about your experience in um, having a daughter who's been diagnosed with autism. So um, can we start with fairly recently? Because um, we've spoken to Lucy. Lucy mentioned that she got her autistic diagnosis at the age of 20 and she spoke about her experience of the process. What was the diagnostic process like for you as a mum? It's it's been long in the sense that um, I very first I very first started to wonder whether Lucy had autism when she was probably about fourteen. Um, strangely enough, not before then at all. Actually, um, so as a as a very young child, um, you know, we um, we knew that Lucy had. Um, some challenges in her friendship groups and that kind of thing when she went through school. Um, But it was really in her teenage years when she started at senior school that we sort of started to notice that her struggles were quite big, really, and in particular in terms of anxiety around um, those friendship groups and being able to communicate with other people was was looking um, like it was, was causing her a lot of anxiety. So... When she was about 14, I mentioned something to a um, teacher that she had at senior school and said that I felt that maybe um, she needed some additional support. But the the kind of response that I got at that time was very much, well, she it would have been picked up before now if there was anything um, and almost sort of put back in my box. So I was kind of told, you know, that that wasn't a possibility and that actually um, – you know, a lot of Lucy's challenges were more about her. So it was kind of almost like passing the blame back onto Lucy, um, which was quite uncomfortable to hear, you know, from a parent perspective. So that was sort of back in when she was sort of early teens, really. And then um, we went through the rest of the the teenage years with things getting increasingly um, anxious for Lucy. So she was finding in terms of her mental health, um, she was really struggling um, as a parent, I was really struggling because there's nothing worse 
than to feel that you're completely helpless um, with your child. So, you know, I knew she needed help. We kept going to the doctors. We kept going to um, CRGP. Um, constantly getting, um, if you like, sort of a diagnosis, I don't know if that's the right word, around mental health. So it was about being um, depression, having depression, having anxiety. But there was never really, that was it. That was kind of how all we we had really. And then um, it all sort of, I don't know how to describe it, sort of trundled along. We were, I don't know if coping is the right word as a family, but it wasn't, Things were really not good for Lucy, but we were kind of sort of going along. And then, um, strangely enough, in the role that I had when I was working in Busy Bees as a as a trainer, I um, one of the first pieces of training in the role was I think it was the role of the Senko training, the yeah. Special Educational Needs Coordinator training. And although I'd been a Senko as a as a early years professional myself, I had been in that role. And I thought I'm going to do a little bit of reading, and there was a little, there was a section in the training around autism, and there was a, a couple of slides that were um, an information about girls and autism, and I had almost a, a life changing moment, and I just thought, this is what I've been saying. This is exactly what I've been saying. This is exactly Lucy, written yeah. on a slide in front of me, and. Right. Um, so I decided to do a little bit more research because I think as a trainer, it's always really useful to, to know as much as you can about a topic. And I went off and did some train, did some research myself on girls with autism. And mm. again, the more and more I read, the more and more I saw, I just thought this is Lucy. So went, we went back to her GP um, and this GP was particularly good in the sense that she seemed to have a really sound understanding and um, said that she agreed that there was possible you know, possibility that that she could be autistic, and that she would um, do the initial sort of assessment, and then if that was um, showing signs of autism, then she'd be put forward for an autistic um, uh, autism society. Um, oh, what's the word? Diagnostic sort of process, and. Yeah. Um, but the, we, she did say to us, this is going to be a couple of years. This is going to, the, the, the waiting list is a long oh, time. So that was okay. a bit of a shock. I didn't quite realize that that was going to be the case. But I felt like we were getting somewhere and then all of a sudden mm. it was, no, you can't, you're going to have to wait. Yeah. And um, in the meantime, Lucy and I did lots of research together. You know, I think mm. this was really important that Lucy was starting to really recognize this in herself and she was starting yeah. to notice it. And um, we we were getting very frustrated, I think, really, with the system, not only for getting the diagnosis for autism, but actually the support that she was getting in terms of mental health. She was yeah. falling between the cracks because she wasn't fitting into um, – she wasn't a, a, a child. She wasn't fitting into the um, yeah. child and mental health services, but she'd only just turned into an adult in terms of her yeah. age. So she was kind of – often sort of pass from one person to another. Nobody seemed to quite know what to do. No. So um, we decided we were very fortunate. We were quite lucky. We've uh, My husband's got a um, 
Booper package through work and yeah. started to have a look at that. And they've got some support for mental health. Mm-hmm. And we were able to choose a um, psychologist who, and we specifically chose this lady because she had in her little um, blog about herself, she had the experience of autism. Right. And um, we chose her and we, we went off to see her specifically to get help around mental health and depression. Yeah. Um, and we were in the room for 10 minutes. And she just said, Lucy has got, you know, anxiety. I can see that. And Lucy is, um, you know, suffering from some mental health um, difficulties, but she's autistic, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't quite like that, but she basically said, I think, you know, I think there's something else going on here. The reason right. why she's feeling like she's feeling is possibly because she's autistic have you ever thought that at which point I just I just was yeah just blown away because yes that's exactly what we have been saying that's exactly what we've been thinking um and yeah and that that was kind of really the first time where somebody actually really properly I don't know just seemed to be on the same page as us the GP had a little bit but this was quite significant but what's that moment like? Because, I mean, there's so much that I could pick up on from what you've said, but if I just pick the beginning and the end of what you've just spoken about, you said at the start you were speaking to teachers and they were like, yeah, not so much, it's just her. And then you're now sat in front of a professional that's saying, yeah, it's probably this thing. What was that moment like for you when you were seen and heard? Um. A massive relief, I think, probably more yeah. than anything. Um, I, I think it was just that feeling of I was on a on a personal level. I wasn't going mad. It was right. something that I, I wasn't imagining things. You know, you know, when you sort of so almost like that doubt. I'd started to really doubt. Well, perhaps I'm just seeing things that aren't really there perhaps okay. I don't really know my daughter you know the wow. fact that a teacher is sitting there and saying no no can't be can't be made me question well perhaps you know what, what's um, do I do I really know her at all um okay. so it was it was a huge relief but also it sounds really odd but, but for Lucy there I, I almost felt sort of I don't know like a sense of sort of gratification that for Lucy, oh my goodness, you know, for a long, long time, um, and I don't know whether Lucy talked to you about this, but, you know, right the way through really her life up until that point, she'd got lots of labels, I think, by lots of different people. So people, you know, might, might, and I, this again is probably unfair for me to say it's a bit sweeping, but, you know, that people potentially might have labeled Lucy as, um, as rude because she right. could be, she could come across sometimes as being quite um, opinionated, but without a filter, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, she um, would, you know, not necessarily keep friendships because of that. So she'd be quite, um, you know, she'd be quite solitary. So she'd, you know, be much more to herself. She wouldn't be part mm. of big group friendship groups. So people might have described her as being sort of quite isolated. You're not really joining in, you know, that kind of thing. So she, she'd kind of had lots of people. I think it felt a little bit like lots of people had kind of judged her and judged her incorrectly. And all of a sudden we were having somebody that actually, was 
just explaining really right. you know what yeah. what um you know what had been life had been like for her really right so and with all of this i think that really opens up you know a big next question which is your experience with these professionals so when you think back to the teachers that you mentioned when you think about the gps that you had in between and then you end up at this point where you've then got this professional that's like right you know let's make this thing happen what do you think when you look back at those teachers that were just like no i think you know to be fair i think it's it's a little bit like um i think we people tend to have a preconceived idea as to what um something like autism is and that's often based on almost like the the um I don't know that the 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 experiences that they've had of it might be for example I don't know um what's that film with um Rain Man. Man. So, you know, somebody who perhaps that's the only person that they've ever seen or experienced autism, that's that to them is autism. But actually that understanding that, um, you know, we're talking about a spectrum. And then again, when you talk to people about spectrums, they don't quite get that either. Um, I just think people, it's, it's not, it's not people being, um, I don't know, it's not people bit purposely putting themselves in the way of a diagnosis they just genuinely are not aware I don't think people have got a really good understanding of what um, autism is can look yeah. like and yeah. and I think you know people I don't know I think it's just lack of awareness I think people just yeah. don't don't really understand and you know in in, in all fairness um, you know I worked with children for 20 odd years and it, it's really even in my head if you were to ask me five years ago to to describe somebody with autism it wouldn't be Lucy strangely no. enough even though yeah. she she's my daughter it yeah. wouldn't be Lucy she doesn't fit that no. um you know pre preconceived sort of idea I guess really so I think yeah I think in terms of professionals I think you know I, I I think it's just it's it's not something that people have got enough training and information about yeah. and understanding. And I think um, people have their label, this label, and they picture somebody that is not, you know, that's just one person. That's not, you know, yes. yeah, you know, exactly. the individual. So, yeah. so with all of this, then, Jane. When you consider now having a diagnosis for Lucy, Lucy's mentioned how it's benefited her. What have been the benefits for you, Lucy's mum? I think for me, it's very much, it's been um, just the the fact of seeing Lucy actually feeling like she belongs to something something or something bigger there's like connections there um and possibly even as a family exactly the same i think you know i i i i don't know it's really nice to see and feel like we understand now that's it it's as simple as that we 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 um i don't know it you just feel like you're um Yeah, it's a better understanding and it's a connection and it's a sense of belonging to something that you feel quite proud of, actually. 
I know yeah. it, it's it's um, for me when Lucy was was diagnosed and we had the proper diagnosis. Um, I don't know if she she said, but you know the first thing that happened, I cried. But I did say, I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm just crying. I was sitting in the, the, you know, we were sitting in the in the room with with the psych- psychologist. I'm just so happy yeah. because we've finally got an answer. Lucy now has got the um, ability to understand who she is and why she yes. thinks like that. And yeah. because of that, we've all as a family family been able to um, help her. You know, I, f- I feel like we, we're much more confident about helping her and, yeah. and recognising now the things that, you know, she might find difficult. And it sounds like those would have been tears of relief. As yes, well. it was. <laughs> yeah. A thing that's really yeah. interesting, though, is you said, you know, you're really happy that she's got like a community that can she can be part of. That's exactly yeah. what she said when I asked her, you know, what's this diagnosis done for you? And she said, it's just great to have people that I can connect with that understand, you know? So amazing that you both think the same thing. Yeah, I kind of, I mean, I I liken it. I imagine for Lucy, it's like you've been in, you know, almost like a... um, I don't like a foreign country where nobody speaks your language, yeah. nobody understands you. You've somehow managed for 20 years to to get by. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've got on an aeroplane and you've flown somewhere where actually all of a sudden everybody can listen to you and everybody can speak the same language as you. And people are really happy to see you rather yeah. than feeling, you know, and that's kind of how I imagine with Lucy and, and she's, you know, and we're just really proud of her because she's just done amazing things with, um, you know, her experiences have, have um, really, I don't know. Yeah. She's, she's quite a um, incredible, quite incredible young lady. She's just, you know. After spending half an hour with her, totally agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Thinking about your experience as a mum and also as a person who's worked in the childcare industry, what do you think can be done to make this process easier for families to access the support that they need? I think probably it's a multitude of things. I think it's it's um, professionals being able to access more training, more yeah. information, um, yeah. and that's for everybody. That's that that's um, all professionals. So I'm talking about through from, you know, um, early years professionals to health visitors to doctors, GPs, teachers, yes. everybody. I think, and I think, um, really coming at it from a, a bigger a bigger perspective because I think as I said at the moment maybe the training that is often out there on autism is very sort of quite small it's a snapshot and I know that you know that that kind of is is difficult because it is so individual but really listening to people like Lucy whose experiences are maybe very different to I don't know Peter or John or Sarah, you know, actually being able to hear that these experiences are all very different um, so that that actually those those professionals can um, start to notice maybe um, those things that children need help with earlier. Um, And then I think really from a from a parent's point of view that actually for me, you know, the professionals that I was talking to, if they 
had perhaps valued my my views and i and i don't mean that because I, I mean at the end of the day i mean i i um i fully respect all of the professional there, so there's not there's not one professional that i could kind of say oh they they were treated me really badly they really didn't but yeah. there was almost like um for me it's about having a listening ear but with an open mind so you know i think sometimes again when somebody tells you that they're worried about um a person or their child often people kind of go to the place that they understand and they know so it's almost like people yes. bring in don't they their own sort of experiences and 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 um information but actually going well just tell me tell me about your your child tell me what it is that you're they're finding difficult because there's a really good and I will send it to you um Paul there's a really fantastic um image actually that Lucy and I um talked about the other day which is the iceberg image yeah. where you basically have at school the child looks like and then the under, underlying iceberg wow. of what the child is actually um, experiencing and basically yeah. Lucy that's the epitome of what was happening between me and the teachers so the teachers would describe Lucy as being yeah. um, really well behaved really yes. compliant um, yeah. you know concentrated at class didn't muck about all of those amazing stuff but underneath the iceberg Lucy was when she'd come home she'd be exhausted because she'd spent all day masking and pretending and trying yeah. and so what we got at home was actually a very different Lucy yeah. so at home Lucy would be you know um often really bad tempered really um emotional she just I don't know a very different person yeah. and I'd be saying that to, for example, the teacher, but the teacher would be almost, almost like I was making it up. Right. Um, but how, how could she possibly be like that with you? Because actually yeah. at school, she's not like that. So right. I think for me, I think professionals, more training um, and more opportunity to talk and listen to people with um, autism, but also, um, that openness to um, value, I think, yeah. a parent's perspective. And yeah. I think people try to, but maybe they don't necessarily um, yeah. always get it quite right. So, yeah. Agree. And the final question I've got for you, quite a big one, though. I imagine there's lots of parents, and you and I will have surely seen them in our time, parents who are very apprehensive about getting a diagnosis for their child because... Mm of a million and one different reasons. For those parents who have got concerns, for those parents who are apprehensive, a tiny bit unsure, but they see their child is struggling a bit, what advice would you give them? Oh, a difficult one. It's so, I think it's such a personal and individual thing. Um, so it, it it's very difficult. I mean, for, for, for me, um, I think it is about, um, persevering for me, yeah. I, I think um, persevering and find somebody who will listen to you in a in a nutshell. So I think if you if you are worried or if you are thinking my child is struggling, yeah. um, and you're you're noticing that, then yeah. find somebody who will listen to you. And I said for us, it was probably um, it took a long time, um, but actually. 
a one GP in particular was the person probably for us who was um, the first person who didn't not raise their eyebrows. I don't mean it like that. She didn't look shocked and she just sort of went, yeah, could be could be she and she sort of accepted the fact that she didn't know but she said it Mm. could be and Mm. I think that that's for me it's about sort of finding somebody who will listen to you somebody who's got that open mind and knowing that actually there are people out there that exist like that that will help you um and you know the the as on a personal level for me um as a parent diagnosis was important I know a lot of people will sort of say, have a very different view and say diagnosis isn't, but it it was for us as a family, because I think without that, we, we would have continued to, I don't know, just kind of just paddle around, not really getting anywhere. I can't really just describe it other than that. It just felt like we were just going round and round in circles and we needed somebody to go stop. Yeah. It's this and then they've put us on the right path because we we now have that knowledge, we feel secure in that knowledge, we feel confident with what what we're saying. Um it's meant that we're on the right the right path whereas we kept going off on different paths because we didn't quite know what we were doing really. So I think yeah, and as I said Lucy's probably in terms of speaking to Lucy, I would imagine she would tell you that, that for her, it's been a really positive thing to have yeah. that diagnosis. Um, and I hope it, I hope it is. And, and the the GP did say to her once um, at that initial bit where the GP said to her, do you need a diagnosis? Why, why is a diagnosis important to you? As an adult, it might not, she, she was question, She was doing it in a nice way. She wasn't yeah. kind of being um, aggressive. She was just checking really in with Lucy as yeah. to what the diagnosis would mean to her. So she was saying, you know, what, wh- what, you know, you're an adult now. Um, a lot of the services that you could have accessed as a child may not exist. So yeah. what, what, what would this mean? And, and Lucy just said, I just need to know. I just need to know why, why, you know, why I think the way that I think and why I find the things that I find difficult, difficult. Um, And that, that's it really. So yeah, persevere, find someone to listen. um, And there's no harm in doing reading and research and and getting support from, from, um, you know, trusted, trusted information sources like the um, autistic society and that kind of thing that those kind of groups are really useful. Yeah, well, and I think a really great way to finish this off, Jane, would be if you could summarize your view of who Lucy is now, how would you do that in a couple of sentences? Wow. Um, she is, I it's really hard because I'll probably cry. Um, she's, <laughs> she's remarkable. I mean, she is remarkable. She's unique completely unique and I've always referred to her as being unique but she is even more so to me now because I just kind of think you know how the things that she's had to to deal with the things that she goes through every single day yet she she tries her hard hardest at everything she doesn't she's so resilient and even and that sounds really strange to say in somebody who has struggled with mental health that she's really resilient 
because but she absolutely is because the fact that she has has had difficulties with her mental health but she comes back and she yeah. keeps trying mm. and she doesn't give up or i don't know she's just yeah she's just a, a remarkable and unique very special person so yeah but there you go <laughs> amazing way to end this chat jane thank you so much for coming on with us that's all right. And thank you very much for listening to me. I could probably talk about this for hours. Very passionate about it. But, um, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you, Jen. See you soon. Bye. Really appreciate Jen taking time out to chat with us. I really hope you found that discussion as interesting as I did. Now, if you want to find out more about support that's available for people with autism, please check the link below. In our next episode, we'll be speaking to another lady called Jane. Jane Green was diagnosed with autism in her 50s and we'll be talking to her about her journey towards getting that diagnosis and how it helped her. We look forward to seeing you then. Until then, thanks for joining us on Live from the Hive. Have a great day. Bye.